It yeah. is it is the weapon, it is the only weapon in our arsenal that the Bible tells us to use. That's the only offensive weapon when we put on the full armor of God. Our weapon is the Word of God. I am yours, I am yours, I am yours, send me, Lord. I am yours, I am yours, I am yours. Welcome to the Gospel Center Pro-Life Podcast, a podcast designed to equip encourage and challenge you in pro-life ministry and always with a focus on the gospel stay tuned i felt your passion touched your heart use me lord use me lord hey everyone i'm vicky kosjorg welcome to the gospel centered pro-life podcast and i am here with daniel parks uh, say hey, Daniel. Uh, what if I don't want to? <laughs> I want you to do all the talking. All right, I will do all the talking okay, today. <laughs> hey, guys, how's it going? <laughs> all right, so we are here with our once a month now yeah. podcast, and we hope this is a really good one. This this was a a subject that came to us partially from one of our counselors. Yeah, and um. And it's a useful tool for the sidewalk is is what we're titling that. Yeah. And the the question that the counselor had or our sidewalk one of our sidewalk outreach team members was she had heard many of our team members urging the women to choose life, but they were giving kind of their own reasons, their own words. Yeah. And she wondered would it be more effective if there was more scripture yeah. being spoken? And I okay. definitely agree that there should be. Yeah. But I know when I was a new... So before we jump into our subject, uh-huh. in keeping with our previous structure of the podcast, we're going to share a story. Oh, I forgot all about the story. Yeah, oh, and I have right. a good that's why story. I'm here. here to keep you so accountable good thing and that keep Daniel things decided flowing, right? He was going to speak some today because, yeah, yeah the story's a great story. Yep. I will tell you, we've had a lot of miracles here in Charlotte lately, and I don't know what's happening, but we have had some wonderful stories, and this was one of the top stories that yeah. has happened here okay. for me anyway. I think I have a second one Yeah. I don't really know all the details to that I'll have you share, but you share the one that you have on your heart, and okay. then I'll share what I know about this one story, and then you can, and, you and, can add on what you know. Okay, great. You know what I'm talking about here in just a minute. Uh, okay, because I don't know yet, but but the story with um, with this mom was she I I saw her pulling past the abortion center. And this is a, a Charlotte story. At Charlotte, yeah, yeah, she's crying her eyes out, and I um, and she pulled her car over way up the street. But I I went over and knocked on the window because I saw her crying. Yeah, and um and she was very abortion determined, but not because she wanted the abortion. There was a lot of conflict, but just the, everyone was telling her get this abortion and. And her life was, she said, I'm not ready for a baby. And she wasn't. I mean, yeah. there's no doubt. She really some significant issues. But I I talked about all the help available, all three talking points. And um, she did believe in God, although she wasn't really walking with him. Yeah. Anyway, she agreed to go on the mobile ultrasound unit, saw the baby, chose life. I shared the gospel. And she, in this beautiful, tearful prayer, submitted her life to the Lord. Wow. Everything was like picture perfect one of the easiest like transformations i had ever seen yeah i was like you know thinking wow the holy spirit was really in the midst of that at firm safe certain yeah. 
that, you know, everything was like textbook, yeah. how, how it all transpired. And two days later, I get a text, I have to kill the baby. I can't do this. Like she said literally that, yeah. I have to kill yeah. the baby? something along those wow. lines. Uh, yeah. And, um, and I was shocked because I had given everything. I had been certain she was not only a solid choice for life, but saved. Yeah. And all of a sudden she's saying, no, I, I have to have this abortion. I have to kill the baby. So um, I said, well, what happened? And it was that the significant other in her life had just the words of, uh, you know, of of you got to abort or yeah. else. The voice of death was. Yeah. The voice of the enemy was, louder was just in her mind than was the just voice louder. Of truth. Yeah. yeah. And um, and so what I did for the next full day and a half was I've, I'm texting her and just scripture. Yeah. Scripture after scripture with then I would maybe summarize what it meant, but just really solid scripture for why she had made the initial choice for life, why yeah. she should continue in the choice of life. And anyway, then and I she was determined she's gonna go back and abort. And she actually two days later, basically silenced from her, by the way. Okay. As I'm sharing, it's very one sided. Yeah. Sharing all this scripture and then she said, Okay, I I won't have an abortion. I'll place the baby for adoption instead but yeah. i won't kill the baby but i don't know how i'm going to do that and then she actually moved into i'm going to parent this child yeah and i got a text from her a couple of days ago um that that said my life changed the moment that i met you all and i am so on fire in love with god i don't want to be the person i was i mean and 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 she's a, again back fully on board yeah so the the message here is scripture is powerful. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It yeah. is it is the weapon, it is the only weapon in our arsenal that the Bible tells us to use. That's the only offensive weapon when we put on the full armor of God. Our weapon is the word of God, which is the Holy Spirit. Um or the Holy Spirit, which is the Word of God. Yeah. How yeah. does that go? <laughs> I mean, the Holy Spirit is not the Word of God. The Holy Spirit inspires the Word of God. The, in it, when we're putting on the full armor of God, the sword of the spirit, the which is the word of God, the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. So the that is the weapon that we are to use in yeah. Scripture, and I had never seen it so powerfully um, proven to be true as I did in that interaction. Yeah. So yeah, and we've seen the power of the word of God time and time again, but sometimes yeah. it's on display more than than other times. Yeah. So amazing story. Yeah. Super encouraging. Encouraging for you guys who, you know, we, we've done whole podcast episodes about how do we deal with these moms when they're wavering. And we've shared stories. We had one young lady that was wavering to the point where she came to the abortion clinic five times. Right. And so, you know, obviously the encouragement here is that God can turn their hearts back to life, even if they turn back to death and don't give up. Right. Keep pressing yeah. in. Keep sharing with them. Don't write them off just because they said they're going to have an abortion doesn't necessarily mean they're going to. So we need to be um, patient and forbearing, right? Yeah. Yeah. With them. Um, so the story that I had in mind was the one you just shared with me. I think we even shared it on our social media and our um, our email. 
is about the young lady that chose life here in Charlotte, who is actually, I think she's from South Carolina. She's actually going to be going to a ministry house in in uh, Idaho. Yes. Um, yeah. With a part, well, not a partnering ministry, our Love Life city that's there. Right, right. Love Life team in, in Boise area that yeah. does prayer walks and actually they do prayer walks in Oregon. Yeah, because housing board. was the the main issue. Yeah. the main issue, and they're just there's other children involved, and they're just that is the hardest need to fill. Yeah, yeah. So they have a housing mm-hmm. um, resource there, and um, they've offered it for moms. I mean, it's supposed to reach the moms in the immediate area there in Idaho, but Angel, our director there, has said if a mom wants to come here from North Carolina and she needs housing, we'll house her. Yep. And so that's what they're doing. So yep. she's on her way yeah. to Idaho, yeah. I yeah. guess, by plane. Yeah. No, she, I, I believe, is driving. driving? Wow. I think she's going to be driving because she needs a um, a car out there. Yeah. It's a little so. bit of a drive there. It is. But, you know, it is. And it's you pretty know amazing. Where? She's willing to take that step. And, yeah. you know, it's not just a house where she's going to have a place to stay, but they're going to minister to her. They're going to help her get her feet solidly on the ground financially and other ways. So... It'll be a tremendous blessing for her. It will be. And and she's another mom that came to the Lord after she chose life, or maybe before she chose life, she came to the Lord and um, has had a lot of ups and downs, of course, since then. And again, uh, to the point of this podcast and of where our stories are going, it has been scripture that keeps bringing her back yeah. and, and helps give her peace and um, assurance that, that this is what she needs to do. Yeah. yeah. Amen. So, yeah. And so we like to give some kind of training principle after we share the stories. And I think I've already mentioned the training principle and um, the training principle. Well, first and foremost, the whole point of this, this episode and the article that you wrote is that the scripture should be employed. Like we should use the scripture. That doesn't mean we bash people with the Bible. So, you know, that's the first kind of training principle. Don't neglect the word of God. Yeah. The first of the three talking points that we talk about, you know, God, the humanity of the baby and the resources available, that what does God say about the baby, about the mom? All of that is rooted in Scripture. What does God say about that baby? You form my inward parts. You cover me in my mother's womb. You know, human beings yeah. are made in the image of God. God mm-hmm. made him in his image. Right. So that's Scripture. That's what the Bible teaches. That mother um, always go to um, Psalm Forty six one. God is our present help in time of need. Mm-hmm. Um, so use scripture. Yeah. Use the word of God. It's effective. And then also, um, just based on the story that you shared of the young lady that was wavering and, and trying to go back to the abortion center, don't give up. Yeah. You know, persevere. Press in with these moms. And I'll say just because they tell you I'm I, I gotta do this does not necessarily mean that their minds are made up. Right. I mean, this whole notion that just because a woman has an appointment for an abortion, that her mind is made up on the issue is a false notion. Yeah. Um, and so if she goes to the abortion center, chooses life, a couple of days later says, I'm going back to the abortion center. And like, you know, the lady that we shared, um, this this is probably a couple of years ago, we shared her story, how she had went back five times. Yeah. And you've shared that story in a lot of contexts and training and all that stuff because that mm-hmm. story is so powerful. She goes back five times. In that situation, though, she went back five times. She still ended up choosing life because you pressed in with her. Yeah. You you stayed the course with her and you didn't write her off just because, you know, she didn't do what she said she was going to do initially. 
Yeah, and I think it's very easy to get very angry and start kind of in your mind calling them names and how could they yeah. do this and how could they betray me or how could they right, betray yeah. God this way? And I do think if we have that attitude, it's going to damage our ability yeah. to, to reach them. I think our attitude needs to be these are women in crisis and um, we may not agree with certainly with, with their decision of how to deal with the crisis, but we need we are crisis counselors, and and yeah. our desire is to help them to be um, more of sound mind and to turn turn yeah. back to the Lord. And you're never going to do it by just berating them or calling them names, but you can do it with scripture. Yeah, and you can't take it personal. And like none of these situations that we deal with, if you if you take them personal, and it's really hard not to. Yeah. But if you take these situations personal and the decisions that the women make personally, it's not going to go well for you. Yeah. You can't take it personally. You have to leave it between them and the Lord. Yeah. Like ultimately, God is going to have the final say. God, they're going to stand before him and give an account, not before you. So you got to put that in the Lord's hands. Don't take it personal. Don't compromise the truth and, and make it like, well, it's okay. She decided to go ahead, go ahead and have an abortion. So no big deal. Obviously, it's a big deal. Right, we all agree with that, um, but we also we got to kind of live in that tension between yeah, it's a big deal what she's doing; she's, she's deciding to kill her baby, but also we're going to press in. We're going to bear with her. We're going to, you know, she says she's going to kill that baby, but that doesn't mean she's actually going to do it. We we got to just I always say never give up hope until the abortion is complete. That's correct. <laughs> you know, yeah, never give up hope because I've literally seen women. Waver back and forth, back and forth, walk into the clinic dead set on having the abortion. And for some miraculous reason, they're on the operating table and they decide to leave. Yep. Um, so, again, that's all in the Lord's hands. What we said all along, all you can do is plant seeds and water seeds. And we get that truth from the word of God. Right. So let's jump into this uh, this article, a useful tool for the sidewalk. Yeah. So, um the the tension is between you wanting to give your opinion about why they shouldn't kill their baby because you feel so strongly about that or you wouldn't be out on the sidewalk. Right. And, well, using scripture to support what you're saying. And obviously you should be all, I think, always have those linked. Your yeah. opinion should always be based on scripture and you should know the scripture. Now, I say that as someone who has a terrible memory, who has struggled my entire life to memorize um, scripture. So I use tools that help me. I yeah. know that's true of me. And um, some people carry a, a Bible out with them on, on the sidewalk. I think everybody should if they can. But what, uh, what I did early on as a sidewalk outreach team member was put tabs in my Bible color coding and underlining the scripture that correlated with whatever these tabs were of the major things I knew I was going to face, yeah. the major yeah. issues that I was going to face out on the sidewalk. Like, for for example, an example would be just sanctity of life. Yeah. Well, what are the verses in the Bible that mention sanctity of life? If If you've got them color-coded and tabbed so that you can instantly flip to several verses and show them right there with the mom right there in front of you, it's really effective. Yeah, It does take work to do that. And over a period of probably a year, I was gathering different um, issues that I knew needed to be 
addressed biblically. Yeah. And then color coding and tabulating. Yeah. So you would have like, for example, for sanctity of human life, you would have like purple tabs or something like that. Right. 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 So everywhere in your Bible, you had a purple tab. You knew that was a sanctity of life. Yeah. Scripture. And so maybe you all are smarter than me, but it took me a while to figure out how to do this where I could easily flip then through the Bible. And so the purple tab, let's say it's a purple tab um, for sanctity of life. And I would put that up at the top, like maybe that's the top of the page, the first yeah. page of the Bible. So, and then tab every page in the Bible where there's another scripture uh, that talks about sanctity of life, again with the purple tab, and that the purple tabs are all in line at the top of the Bible. Yeah. Does that make sense sure. what I'm saying? And then when you flip to that page, anything highlighted in purple related to the sanctity of life at that yeah. page. And I did that with all of my tabs, and they would then progress down the first page. Does it, I, yeah. I hope I'm making yep. sense because yep. we don't sense. have a visual for you guys. But this helped me a lot because I could flip instantly. Yeah. And we're going to talk later about what I chose as the issues. Everybody may want to tabulate their Bible differently, but yeah. um, but that was really effective. Um, now, so, I will say, and this maybe be is, is jumping maybe ahead in the article, so you let me know if it is. Sure. But personally, for me, I do have a physical Bible. I've got a little one. Mm-hmm. that fits in my back pocket. It's the Old and the New Testament. And um, so I can flip to that. I don't have it tabbed like you do. Yeah. Um, a lot of times if I'm thinking of a scripture, if I don't know where it's at, I'll just Google it real quick. But I do like a physical Bible. I do like to yeah. show, you know, one of the guys at the abortion center, if I'm ministering to a, to a dad that's at the abortion yeah. center or a mom, just turn to it and have an actual physical Bible. It just seems to be more relational, more, I don't know, it's like, kind of brings more of the reality that this is actually the word of God rather than showing it to them on my phone. Like, let I me show agree. it to you. Now, I'm not knocking people that have it on their phone. Like, yeah. if you got it on your phone, fine. Or, you know, even like index cards, you might have a scripture on there. But I just don't think it's as powerful and as impactful than if you turn to an actual physical Bible and show them in the Bible yeah. where that and scripture I is. And I will tell you, Daniel, there is no doubt in my mind that that is the best way yeah. to do it because when I have opened a Bible in front of a mom, something different happens. Yeah. Um, I actually don't usually carry a Bible, but it's because of physical issues. I've got joint issues in my fingers and my hands. I'm already carrying a whole bunch of stuff. Yeah. And to carry a Bible too, I just physically don't quite, can't quite figure out sure. how to do that. Although sometimes I do. Yeah. But um, uh, if you do use your phone, I want to make sure that I don't forget to give this resource to you all. I think I've mentioned it before, but um, there is a a website called openbibleinfo.com. Okay. Openbibleinfo.com is the website. And what you can do is Google, what does the Bible say about sexual purity, for example? Yeah. And one of the first hits is almost always openbibleinfo.com. Go to that. Because it will list li- almost every scripture that relates to that topic yeah. right there in front of you. Yeah. Very effective if you're going to be having an ongoing discussion or that there is a specific topic that, that these moms are really, that's where their struggle yeah. is. The more scripture that you can point out, 
that addresses that, the better off you'll be. I have met people who have said, oh, the Bible doesn't say anything about uh, sex outside of marriage. Right. Well, it's really good that I can quite quickly come up with sure. many scriptures that would refute that statement. Yeah, yeah. So, so I I do use my phone more more often than my than my Bible out there, but out of necessity, I do think the Bible is yeah. definitely a better a better tool. Yeah. So, so I don't um, know if you have this in the article too. Mm-hmm. Maybe we can talk about this later on, but I will mention it because some people are probably asking the question in their mind right now. Mm-hmm. What if because we're in the South, people were raised in church. And people here, they know the scripture, or at least they've heard something from the scripture, right? They know John three sixteen and all these other scriptures, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, what about in New York City, where yeah. people don't believe in the Bible, or Chicago, where people don't believe in the Bible, or, or whatever? I'll just tell you from my experience, I've seen actually pretty good response in New York and Chicago of people who maybe don't believe in God or don't believe, you know, in the God of the Bible and don't believe that that the Bible is the word of God. Yet still, I've seen some good responses Mm -hmm. using the word of God, Mm -hmm. speaking the scriptures and pointing people to what the Bible says. Absolutely. And I think we did a podcast about that. What if they don't believe in God? Um, I'm pretty sure that we did. Yeah. But, if we didn't, we need to, right? Yeah. Because we get that question yeah, a lot. Yeah, we get that question a lot. And I have, I will tell you that it is almost never does someone say, I don't believe in God. And my response to that is always something along the lines of, well, God believes in you, but, and then I'll go into what is called the SLED method yeah. of, of presenting why a baby is of value, an unborn baby is of value. And if you don't know the SLED method, look it up. We're not going to go into that. We have discussed that in past podcasts, but it's kind of the scientific method. Yeah. But um, you're raising the question of value, of what gives a human being value through the SLED method. And ultimately, you're going through the scientific things, logic, really, of, of what brings someone value. But you can't ultimately answer that question without God. You really yeah. can't. And, right. and they can't. Yeah. So it's a really effective way to bring the discussion back to God. And then they're more receptive to it because you've shown logical scientific reasons why they shouldn't kill their baby, even without God. Yeah. But yeah. then with God, it becomes so much more powerful. Right. The, yeah. the rationale. Yeah. So, um, so anyway, um, w- one of the things that I think is an important concept when you're using scripture is don't start with the scripture that is most confrontive. Okay. In my opinion, that shuts down the conversation. Um, for example, one of those scriptures that I reserve for later in a discussion is Hebrews ten twenty six. If we willfully continue in sin after receiving the knowledge of the truth, there no longer remains a sacrifice for sin, but a certain fearful expectation right. of judgment. That's a pretty hard hitting verse. Yeah. yeah, and and people will maybe just like walk away. Right. From that verse. So I will start with the encouraging verses first. Psalm 139, describing God's love of the unborn child, knitting the child together in the womb, that babies, like all human beings, made in God's holy image, um, that God is a refuge and a strength, uh, that nothing is impossible with God, painting the positive yeah. vision first. So probably Revelation 21 8 is probably not the best. <laughs> You know what Revelation twenty one eight is? I, I just as soon as you say Revelation, I think of fire and, yeah, so and torment. I, I won't quote it exactly, but um, it is uh, covetous people. I 
idolaters, adulterers, murderers, um, sexually immoral, and all liars will find their part in the lake of fire. Yeah, exactly. So that's probably it's not the best scripture to leave. Not the man, place I need to change to my start. method, I guess. Not the place to start, <laughs> I think. So I, in my opinion, I could be wrong. Um, no, I think you're right about that, for sure. <laughs> I think you need to start with verses that are um, going to draw them into the positive picture of why they should choose life. But as the discussion continues, I do progress into more convicting scripture. Yeah. And I actually have tabs that will say gentler scripture. <laughs> really? Okay. <laughs> and, then, and then there is a tab, convicting scripture. And those are the hard-hitting ones, like that Revelation verse, yeah. that are more the the warnings. But if you pull them out first, you're going to shut down the conversation. Yeah. yeah. Oh, almost always. So, um, so some of the suggested areas to tab. Um, these are the things that I faced all the time, and so um, and so I have them in no particular special order. But these are the ones that I have on my Bible, my body, my choice. Yeah. I actually have a tab for that, okay? Because you hear it all the time. It's okay to kill the baby because it's my body, right? And so I want to really find the verses that talk about. Well, actually, it's. Uh, the baby is growing in your body, but it's not your body. Our body doesn't actually belong to us. It belongs yeah. to God. Those yeah. sorts. Of, there are scriptures sure. for that. Um, the scriptures about salvation and the gospel. Okay. The yeah. I if you don't share the gospel with every single person that you have an extended conversation with, in my opinion, you are missing the point. Yeah. And you're and and you're missing one of the greatest tools for that person to remain firm in a choice for life. Right. Um, sexual purity, because most of what we see, the reason for abortion is there is some sort of sexual immorality. Right. So pointing out those verses is really important. Judging. Because right. they always say, you're judging me all the time. Why are you time. judging me? Yeah. Why are you judging the me? The Bible says, thou shalt not judge. Exactly. You <laughs> ne- have you ever sinned? I always hear that, too. Right. And so, so you need verses that can support why you are speaking truth, God's truth, not your truth. Right. And, and that you are able to make a judgment about yeah. good versus evil, right from wrong. Sanctity of life versus, again, very critical, because that's exactly what we're talking about. Like I said, I've got a tab for convicting verses. Um, Courage, another tab for courage, because we've said that so many times, what you're trying to do, they're discouraged. Right. How can we build courage back in them? No better way than the Word of God. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Repentance, what true repentance is. Verses that talk about what true repentance is are critical because they don't understand Oftentimes that just saying, I'm sorry, and I'll actually I'll say it when I'm done killing the baby, that's not repentance. Right. And we need to point out what true repentance is. Forgiveness, um, that's usually reserved for after a decision has been made. In yeah. fact, always. Yeah. I wouldn't I don't talk about forgiveness prior to them having an abortion if their abortion determined. Um, but I want those forgiveness verses for if they've come to the Lord or if they've had the abortion, and I'm trying to counsel a post-abortive woman. Right. Um, struggles. People seem to feel that in modern Christianity, uh, 
if you love God properly, you will never encounter hardship or struggles. Right. And if you do encounter struggles, then you either lose faith in God or you um, or you take matters in your own hands. Right. And because it can't be God's will that you struggle. So let's just get rid of the struggle. So having a tab talking about struggles are a part of life. They're expected. And Jesus himself says we will have them. Um, and then that uh, works follow true faith. Yeah. I think that's also really important. And it, it is also one of the hardest ones in a way because I don't want to communicate a message that your works save you. Right. But if they don't have works that reflect that Jesus is their Lord, I'm going to question, is right. Jesus truly yeah. their Lord? Uh, the James uh, passage, faith without works is dead, right? I think it's James yeah. 2. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's a, that's a reality. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So I, and I think, I think we all need to uh, address that and be courageous in addressing it. And I get courage from the word of God. Yeah. Because it never fails. It never fails. So kind of in closing, I know we're kind of running out of time, but the whole purpose of this tool is to that we are ready. Yeah. That we are ready in season and out season, out of season, as Second Timothy tells us, to um, to convince, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering and teaching. I can't do it without the word of God. And because my feeble memory can't hold it. This is a great tool to be able to be ready no matter what I face. Yeah, yeah. Amen. Yeah. Yeah, a couple of scriptures I want to share and um, you know, just kind of reiterating all that you've said and just reminding you guys that are listening of things you already know. The Isaiah 55, 11 passage, so shall my word that goes forth from my mouth, it shall not return to me void, it shall accomplish what I please. And it shall prosper in the things for which I sent it. Mm, great one. God's word is going to have an effect. Yeah. And um, like we always encourage you guys, th- there's going to be lives that are changed, lives that are saved. God may let you see some of that fruit. Some of it he may not. Right. Like you may be sharing the word of God out there. And just so you understand what we're saying, we're not saying you go out there with the biggest Bible that you can. It says Holy Bible on the front of it and you wave it at people and all you do is quote scripture. You guys know if you've listened long enough we have the three talking points that we talk about, God, what God says, the humanity of the baby and the resources that are available to them. Uh, use the three talking points, but don't neglect the word of God. And so that's what we're saying in this in this episode. And the tool is actually your Bible mm-hmm. and having it there. And again, whether it's digitally or whether it's a physical Bible, being able to show people what the scripture says, because God's word doesn't return void. Uh, Hebrews 4. In verse 12, it says, For the word of God is living and powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even the division of soul and spirit and of joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. I love that word living because it it makes me think of how they will walk away from an encounter and that the word is still inside of them and 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 convicting and it's yeah, working it like a living creature yeah yeah so it, it definitely can be um and you know it, it cuts so it's yeah. living yeah it can be in their hearts and their minds continuing to um lead them to the truth right mm-hmm. um one of the things these these this kind of dynamic from this particular scripture, but also just in general, one of the things that the scripture does, many of these people, 
um, that we encounter in the South and people, I mean, wasn't terribly long ago, we were in Chicago and we encountered a lot mm-hmm. of people that believed in God and believed the word of God that were going into the abortion clinic. And when we share the word of God, we're just reminding them of that living word that they memorized as a kid in Sunday school or that they heard from the pulpit when they were raised in church, or maybe they still go to church, right? So we're reminding them and kind of bringing, you know, back to remember that, li- back to their remembrance, that living word, that, that yeah. thing that's in the back of their mind that um, they believe but are not walking in, right? So that's sometimes the dynamic. This two-edged sword, it's like it cuts and it heals, right? That's kind of what I get from that. It's a two-edged sword, piercing the division of soul and spirit. The Word of God will cut through. Some people justify, and so this is the spirit side. They justify abortion by what you talked about before. You know, God doesn't want me to suffer. Mm -hmm. You know, God cares about me. Therefore, he lets me kill my kid. Well, the Word of God cuts through that. Because sometimes people think they're doing spiritual things when it's actually soulish and carnal. Mm-hmm. The Word of God will cut through, even for us, right? For us, we need to let the Word of God cut us, yeah. um, that we're not doing carnal things and pretending to be spiritual in those things. Just like it can cut through joints and marrow, it says it's the discerner of the thoughts and intentions of the heart. The Word of God will get will cut through the garbage yeah. and get down to the truth. Yeah, um, And so... You know, those are two scriptures I wanted to share and just for you guys to contemplate on in light of what we talked about, this this vital tool, the scripture. Mm-hmm. And we want to encourage you guys, use the scripture and uh, watch God do his thing. His word yeah. doesn't return void. Yeah. And so with that, we'll, we'll wrap this episode up. We appreciate you guys listening. You can take advantage of this article we'll put out on the Sidewalks for Life website, sidewalks4life.com. Check it out there. And then also check out our podcast website, gospelcenteredprolife.com, where you can search for all of our episodes that we've made in the past. We have over 200 episodes covering all kinds of subjects that we think would be a blessing to you guys. So take advantage of that. And if we can do anything to encourage you or answer questions, please reach out to me, Daniel, at lovelife.org. You reach her, Vicky with a Y, at lovelife.org. We'd love to hear from you. And until next time, God bless. God bless you all. Give me an outlet for gratitude I know it will cost me my life Nothing's too precious since I met you